What's up, guys? Zach here with the Zach Shanky Podcast. I um, <clears throat> got a challenge for you guys. This is a very difficult challenge. I promise you it is difficult, but I also promise you it is oddly life-changing. Um, very simple. Very simple little challenge. Here's the challenge. Stop. from Starting now, from here on out, do not use the word why. Just just take it out of your vocabulary. I'm curious to see what you will discover. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been... Um, I've been learning a lot from my, um, I don't want to say mindset coach. Um, I'm just going to say, for lack of a better term, my life coach, because he, he helps with business. He also, I mean, that's kind of his primary gig, right? Is helping people with business and thinking and learning how to think in order to be more effective with business, but it applies so much to everything else. It applies to parenthood. If you have kids, you learn these these principles. And the, oh my gosh, it's absolutely amazing. Um, and I do want to invite you guys to check out Blair Dunkley. Um, literally, you could just go to BlairDunkley.com. But I think if you go to BlairDunkleyExperience.com, you can register for a free webinar that he does a live webinar, not a not a recording. But a live one that he does every single week, every every Tuesday night, and uh, you guys are invited. Anyone listening to this podcast, I would invite you in. Be uh, be warned. <laughs> if you allow yourself to participate, <laughs> be prepared to really participate. <laughs> okay, um, it's the best thing you could possibly do. I'm not saying that as like uh, you probably shouldn't participate. No, 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 no. 100% participate. I'm saying it's a good thing. Just be aware that it's not going to be like a one-time comment. If you comment once, be prepared to be answering a lot of questions. <laughs> okay? And and in so doing, you will discover amazing epiphanies about situations in your life. Um, it's just the most amazing experience, the Blair Dunkley experience. Go check it out. But I want to explain a couple of the things. So so at a very high level here, <clears throat> the idea behind Blair's teaching is that mindset sucks. And, and I use the word mindset frequently just because it's what people think about. It's what they it's what they know, it's what they're familiar with. The reality is mindset principles, like classic mindset principles and belief systems, are only principles and belief systems and they they only have like a 1% like positive result rate okay 1% that's it and that was like a study done by I think it was the University of Michigan I can't remember exactly who it was but whatever it was a study done pretty in-depth study that mindset just doesn't work <laughs> straight up um now, but wait a minute, Jack. You always talk about how mindset is 90% of trading. Yes, it is. Okay, but what, I, what I'm referring to there is more of how you think is 90% of trading. That is true. But traditional mindset training, 
it has a lot more to do with belief systems. You believe you're going to be an amazing trader. You believe you're going to make the trade work. And and uh, guess what? <clears throat> belief is not does not equate to manifestation. Okay, that's the part that I've always kind of been not not fully on board with. <clears throat> for those of you that have been with me for for the last few years, you know I I don't I don't necessarily subscribe to that now. I think it's important to believe in yourself, right? Like, it's just, there's these little nuances to the whole thing. How you think determines your success. That is a true factual statement, okay? There's no there's no arguing that. Anyone that is successful will tell you that. No, they'll say it's mindset, but I'm going to redefine that here um, moving forward. Okay, so the, the basic concept of Blair is that uh, he talks about how belief, it, it's not unimportant, but what is, what is important, what is significantly more important than belief is behavior. Because what happens is when you behave a certain way and you do certain actions, it will automatically improve your belief system. Okay, so behavior is far more impactful than belief. Plus, you get an immediate tangible result from the behavior. And so what he does is he he put together, essentially, frameworks on how to think more effectively. And these little frameworks, he calls them mind models. And I am just here to tell you, they're the most amazing thing on the planet. Um, Like, for real, guys. I I have been attending his free webinar on Tuesdays, and I've been meeting with Blair weekly as my mentor, um, for the last, I don't know, what, three or four months? Um, maybe, maybe more. Let me think. Let me think about that for a sec. No, no, no. More than that. I'm sorry. Okay. (laughs) A lot more than that. Probably about eight months, (laughs) three or four months. Goodness gracious. Uh, it's probably about eight months. Um, that I've been meeting with him regularly and, essentially twice a week with with some occasional you know skipped weeks and stuff here and there because of scheduling and stuff like that but for the most part every week once or twice a week um for the last eight months and I can tell you right now the way my life is compared to the way it was is drastically different and not not just like oh I'm making more money but also in like my, my motivation, my inspiration, my energy levels, my perspective on things, everything has become more effective. Literally every aspect of my life. Oh shoot. I got to get over a few lanes here. Give me a second guys. I forgot. I always forget about this one. Oh, semis. You gotta like get around the semis. <laughs> second, give me a second, give me a second, give me a second. Almost there, safe. All right. <laughs> um, anyway, my whole life is more effective. And you'll find I use the word effective a lot because it is the most effective language pattern to use when describing something that most people would say is a good thing. I'm, I'm, I'm staying away from good and using effective. That's a whole nother 
that's a whole nother mind model thing that maybe I'll talk about later. Um, I, I hesitate to share like all the details of Blair's mind models because it is not my intellectual property. Um, but I will share with you some of the things that I've learned. So it's really cool. And this is my, my latest, like I'm connecting dots on this whole mind model thing. And by the way, there's 163 mind models. Oops. I, I know like a dozen, maybe like, maybe like 15 or 18 mind models. <laughs> That's all I know. I don't even know. I don't know half of it. Right, like there's so much more to learn for me, um, and and that's why I keep showing up because I'm like, oh my gosh, I got so much more to go. I got, I can be so much more effective. Oh man, it's insane. Anyway, um, so recently <laughs> they talked about a mind model. It's called Ask versus Tell, and I actually went ahead and taught my kids this, and it's because it's just so darn applicable. I mean, the the basic concept here is that ask asking. If you ask the right way, <laughs> it is significantly more effective than telling someone to do something. Asking someone to do something or telling them some to do something, asking is far more effective. So, I talk to my kids about this because, you know, I'm a parent. What do I do? I tell them to do stuff, right? <laughs> hey, time to do your chores, <laughs> right? Um, so, I'm, I'm, I talk to them about it. We went over ask versus tell. And then the the key little differentiating factor here, though, is that asking the proper questions. Asking effectively. Because you can ask ineffectively. And then you might as well just be telling them anyways. So um, this is where I come up with my challenge. You should stop using... I suggest you stop using the word why. The word, any why question is extraordinarily ineffective, okay? Because why does a few things. Number one, it will immediately put the person you're asking on the defensive. Have you ever been at a job where, let's just say, you had to make a decision and you made a decision and it ended up not being the best idea, (laughs) This has happened to me so many times. And I hated it. There was two questions that my supervisor would ask that would just irk me to no end. One of them was, why did you do that? Okay. I hated that. I hated that. Um, The other one is if I went to my supervisor for help and asked for help, their response would be, did you? Did you do this? Did you do that? I hate that. I hate that because it comes across... Well, why comes across... They, they both kind of come across as accusing. Accusatory. It, I don't, Ten points to anyone that knows where accusing comes from. It's actually a... It's a joke. It's actually a joke. So, whatever. Accusatory is the proper English, I guess. But they both come off very, very accusing. <laughs> and, um, like, why did you do that? Like... How, like you're dumb basically is what that says and then um, did you do this did you do that is also saying you're dumb because it's like how did you not think of these things now you can you can ask both of those questions in a different way that causes more curiosity than it does challenge see both of those are very challenging like challenging questions you're challenging them 
on what they did or what they did not do, okay? Um, Versus if you were curious, right, you can ask it a little bit differently. So in the example of, let's say I made a mistake and they go, why did you do that? Another way that they could do that is they could say something like, hey, what was your thought process when you did that? Do you see how different that is? What was your thought process when you did that? Like, that is, it It comes across from a sense of, oh, he's curious. He's curious about my thought process. Instead of, oh, he's stabbing the knife in and twisting it because I did a mistake. Right? Like, that's, it's just so different. What about, uh, what about the other one? Did you do this? Did you do that? So I go to my boss and I ask for some help. I need, hey, I need some help with this thing. Instead of saying, oh, well, did you do this? Like, because, <laughs> by the way, that's literally the tone that my bosses would have with me. And I'm, oh, I'm like, well, no, I didn't. Thanks for the snobby attitude. Anyway, whatever. So, <laughs> so instead of saying, did you do this? Did you do that? You could say something about, like, have you tried this? Do you see how different it is? It's so much less accusy. I'm just going to keep using accusy because it makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, Give me one second here. I'm just navigating some road signs. I am good. I think I'm going to go into this lane over here. Okay, good go. So my, my challenge to you is no longer use the word why, don't use the words did you, and also don't use the word should, okay? These are, these are the kind of the classic no-nos, but if you, if you have to start somewhere, why is by far the most detrimental. Not only does it put the person on the defensive, and it sounds super accusy, but it also puts the person, it, it's, a, it's a thought process of the past. It holds you in the past instead of being in the present or the future. It holds you in the past. And when you get held up in the past, oftentimes you get into this like negative past power struggle with yourself. You know, and and we can go into a different example here where, you know, somebody's asking, you know, why did this bad thing happen to me? Right now I've got a bunch of traffic. Why is there traffic? terrible, most ineffective question you can ask. Okay. Um, it always is referring to like what caused this as in the past, but even asking what caused this is significantly more impactful because you're looking for a solution or an answer like, like in the present to overcome the problem versus why is this, why is this happening? Or why did this happen? You're just stuck in the past. You're not looking at the present or the future. It's such a weird little psychological trick, but it is, it makes a big impact. It changes everything. So when your kids don't do their chores, and this is what I would do, okay, full confession, okay, Um, every single time, my kids, if they didn't do their chores, um, they have to do chores twice a day. I homeschool, by the way, if you didn't know, okay, so I'm, I'm a little bit harder on the responsibility side. So they, they have schoolwork. It's part of their chores. Okay. Um, they have to do this twice a day and they have a list and I broke down the list guys. Very, very detailed. Like my kids are, in my opinion, so lucky to have me as a dad. I know that's very arrogant, but listen to me. 
<laughs> have you ever gotten a chore where your parents or your mom or whoever was like, hey, uh, so I need you to clean the bathroom. And that's it. And then you go and you clean the bathroom. And then they're like, hey, you didn't do this. <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't know I had to do that. Okay. I remember that growing up. Okay. That was one of those things. Um, well, my kids, I wanted to help them avoid that particular um, feeling, that situation. And uh, so what I did is I made their chore list. And to be fair, it's kind of in the form of, it's like a table. So there's a little box on the left-hand side so that they can check the box of the item on the right-hand side, which is the actual task to be done. And it is broken up. So instead of like pick up the living room, it says find all the garbage in the living room and throw it in the, gar- in the trash can. Find all the recycling in the living room, throw it in the recycling bin. Uh, find all the all the things that belong in your room, put it in there. Find all the things that go to dad's room, put it in there. Find all, you know, like it breaks it down one by one. And then it's it's amazing. If you, if you don't know where something goes, put it in a pile. And then at the end of the list, it says, uh, the unknown pile, ask your dad about it. So, so that I can still come out and help. You know what I mean? Like, anyway, they do this stuff and they're, they're really good at it, but, but they have to do it by noon. They have to do it by lunchtime. And so I come out of my office, usually around lunchtime, you know, of course I I hang out with them during breakfast and stuff, whatever. I go in, I do a bunch of work, come out around lunchtime and uh, I can tell, right, if chores are done or not. Um, And I used to say, hey, why is your chore not done yet? Hey, why are you playing video games instead of doing your schoolwork? These are, these are the accusatone questions that I would ask my kids and obviously most parents ask their kids and I'm not saying that it's necessarily like a, a wrong question that's not what I'm saying but it's not an effective question it's an ineffective question that's the difference okay now give me one second here because this is where I messed up last time I drove home from this way <laughs> I just want to make sure I am good Okay, so I don't think I'm in the right spot here. Uh, I need to go 15A. I need exit 15A, guys. Remind me of that. I'm just kidding. You're listening to this like two weeks after I record it. Um, Anyway, so stop using why. It's just not effective questioning. It puts people in the past. It puts people in the defensive. There's literally nothing good about the question why. Even, even like asking your, like, what's my why for motivation or whatever, that's still not a, the most effective question. In fact, Brian even talks about this. He always talks about, well, instead of asking yourself, like, why you're doing something, ask yourself, who, who are you? Like, who you, who you are often determines your behaviors. So if you can identify who you are in terms of your values, in terms of your character, in terms of your priorities... All of a sudden, if you can identify that, all of a sudden, you don't need why. You know exactly what to do based on that. Whatever's in alignment with who you are. Okay? And so, Brian has known this for a long time. He taught me that. Um, I was always on the on the why bandwagon. So, that's my, my challenge to you guys. Stop asking why questions. Um, I think what you'll find is that you'll find yourself... You'll, you'll still ask a couple, and then you got to catch yourself... And then you got to be like, okay, how can I rephrase this question to make it more curious than challenging? 
right? So instead of why didn't you do your chores, you can say something along the lines of, hey, um, what happened that, uh, what, what was I going to say? I had it in my mind. Hold on, hold on. Um, I've been working on this too, dang it. Hold on one second. I got to change lanes again. Dude, this highway is so freaking confusing. It's insane. I have no idea where I, oh, 15, uh, found it, found it, found it, found it, found it. Just cutting people off. Give me a second. Okay. Um, so instead of, Hey, why are your chores not done? You could say something like, Hey, did something distract you, uh, from getting your chores done? You know, so, so even that is more curious based. And of course you should have a curious tone with it too. The tone matters a lot. Um, Anyway, I hope this helps you guys. It's one of my latest epiphanies. Ask versus tell. Ask effective questions, not ineffective ones. And uh, I hope that helps you out. And of course, like I said, I invite you. Go to BlairDunkleyExperience.com and uh, check that out. If you need any assistance finding it, navigating it, message me on Facebook. Message me in our community hub for prosperity movement, however however you need to. But appreciate you guys for listening. Really, really do. Love you all. Talk to you later.